Hey everyone, my name is Ryan. Go grab some cocoa, sit back, and relax, because it's a holiday episode of The Talkie File. Hello everyone, and welcome to an exciting holiday episode of The Talkie File. In this episode, I have an extraordinary guest with me, the only snail that I know that wears a rocket and can program on a computer, Lance Preeb. Hello Lance, how are you today? I'm great, thanks for uh, inviting me on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. I got some uh, rigorous questions for you today regarding JavaScript, uh, box critters, and we'll dive into uh, Club Penguin a little bit. I just want to say it really is an honor to have you on the show. I do this holiday stream just about every year. Um, for the past two years, I've kind of taken off because um, I didn't have my studio set up and ready to go, but uh, it's now ready to go, and with the uh, year of 2020 ending, I think it'd be nice to get down with uh, the fans on a live stream because you know how crazy the world has been. What are uh, How have you been handling uh, the coronavirus and the pandemic? Overall, pretty good. Um, if you follow me along on most social media, I'm avid hiker and get outdoors so just don't change my behavior i just go outdoors and go more hiking so i've just gotten more kilometers under my belt and uh get more distance in and skiing's just starting so it's the ultimate sport because you have to wear a mask (laughs) (laughs) well that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that you're doing a lot more uh outdoorsy stuff i know a lot of people have been trying some new stuff um a few of my friends who uh, stopped biking because of work they actually just uh, started biking again. So uh, that's pretty cool that you're doing some outside stuff there. So let's talk a little bit about um, programming uh, JavaScript and box critters. It, being a programmer yourself, uh, you are challenged with each line of code to make something that works. Uh, what is one program that you've made that you just couldn't get working the way that you intended? Huh. Um... That's every line of code I make. So <laughs> I write a line of code and everything breaks. Uh, that's test me how I build everything. But um, I don't know. I can't actually think of any code that is a program I've built that it doesn't work. Most don't meet my dream. Like the, uh, I always start off with this vision of what I'm going to create. And then, of course, I start creating it. And then I start realizing how difficult it is. And then I start going through the process that I think has made my career successful. And that is, is I know how to stop doing certain things and, and narrowing my vision down to what is actually important. And then I get that done. I can't think of a project I have never not shipped. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now there's a lot of features I don't ship. Can you talk about maybe some? Oh, there's hundreds. Like right now in box critters, most of the fan messages are endless. They're like, where's a friend list? Where's the buddy list? Where's basic tools? Tons of bugs and errors. The trick is to sit there as a designer going and looking at the data of actually what's happening, how people are playing, what their habits are, routines are, and looking at it going, actually, you guys don't really care. <laughs> the, the pattern you play means I could spend my time building that feature, but it's used maybe one in 10,000 people. So it's not the best place to put my time. I can get to it later. Because any project will eventually grow. And I'm usually early stage. I, I, I start projects. But then my other skills, I build companies and teams. And then the teams of people take over the project. And they're going to be the ones that fix a lot of things. So I try not to worry too much about a lot of the bugs and different issues. Because I know that the road to get to the success is going to involve a lot more talented people later. <laughs> but the key I need to focus on is the innovation. What are the pieces that are not discovered yet that I have to figure out? 
I constantly get messages about features that are standard. And I'm like, well, that's great. I can hire any programmer to build that. Mm -hmm. But I can't hire every programmer to make a room. Well, I was constantly told with box screeners, there's no way you can have 100 users in a, well, I shouldn't even say that. Uh, Example, last year I was working with Epic Snails. The Mm -hmm. team I was partnered with, great, talented engineering team, and most of the people that work on Photon and stuff, they actually coded into the game the limit of 20 users. Hmm. And I said, what are you guys doing? I want hundreds. <laughs> they, went, they went, but the manual says 20. And I'm like, no, <laughs> change it to 100,000. Let's see how far we can go. Right. And just that challenge. So many people won't do it. And currently in Box Critters, it can handle about 400 people per room. Is it efficient? No. <laughs> but it can do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally get that. I can hire for efficiency. Yeah, right. And so you you mentioned that uh, you want to get the product the way it is, and then you hire. When do you when do you know the time is ready to delegate the project into other hands? And uh, when do you feel that it's right to go on books and like stay off the books? Because uh, you mentioned that the room limit in box critters is uh, quite a hundred. Um, how does that translate for people who have computers with lower machines and they can't handle all those sprite sheets on there? When do you feel it's time to delegate and get the game programmed on books versus off books? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, there's a great book. Uh, there's a couple of books that have led my career. One of them is called um, Zero to One. It's about building products from nothing and then get to one. Most people, when they build a product, actually start at one. Most games being built, most people being hired, if you get a job, you're starting at one. One means one to ten. You're going through the process of building a company or a business or a product. The magic happens in the zero to one. How do you bring something from nothing into something? And that tends to be where I've been in my whole career. My whole career is surrounded by it. I was one of Flash, one of six Flash game developers that made games for the internet when I started in 1999. There was no manuals, no books, no nothing. We all gathered on one forum and talked to each other, all six of us. Yeah, I'm actually doing a call later on Monday for the 20th anniversary of Miniclip.com because I was one of the very first game developers for Miniclip.com. Wow. Um, I created a virtual world for children in Flash, which I was told was impossible. <laughs> and I did it. I started a game studio called Hyper Hippo, and we are the creators of Venture Capitalist, which is the very first, just you know, very first idle game to make money. We were told, once again, it's not possible. Yeah. And that's what I do. I do these zeros to ones which is, it's not possible because it's repeatedly told it's never been done or you can't do it. So the pieces I'm addressing, so you're asking about handoff. Mm -hmm. Right. What I do is I constantly, I have post notes all over my desk and I write down all the suggestions and input and I endlessly read through the feedback, Discord, Twitter, everywhere, just writing down what people think and directions it should go. And I'm looking for the context or intent. I'm not looking actually at the feature. I'm looking, what are they actually wanting while they're wanting to reconnect to a friend that they made today, but they can't find them tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually the design problem I have to solve. I look at them all and then I I list them. I go, what is something I can hire someone for? Meaning that this is a proven industry standard that I can just hire for. So in video game design, something like a coin, like a lot of people argue in boxers, why is there no shops and things? Mm -hmm. I can hire designers to create shops. That's just an inventory of buttons that you push buy and sell and there's an error and you don't have enough coins. That is a standard design. Mm -hmm. It just takes time. That's all it takes. It takes time. It could take a week, it could take whatever for the graphic designers and artists and everybody to work on. 
that I list on my cart, something I can hire. So I constantly go through, well, what can I not hire? And that's where I got to dabble. So I re, like a lot of inboxers, I'm actually re, I throw away, well, I'm doing it right now again. I'm throwing away the whole server again and re, rewriting it from scratch. And this is probably the 20th time. Wow. And I went through the whole thing and I just actually hit delete on half of it. Going, actually, this is all a waste of code. Yeah. I went, bad theories, bad design. I actually integrated Discord and all sorts of things into the actual server. And I went, mm. no, this is going to cause nonstop problems when I start scaling to a million users. It's better, and I wrote in the design saying, better to hire someone to just build a web service that listens to the server to run Discord. So spread right. out the project. Easier to hire someone to just have an event stream that they can listen to and then just broadcast as many Discord servers you want. I shouldn't be spending my time integrating Discord into the server. So in answer to your question, is I constantly go through and go, what is something I can hire? What is something that I have to accomplish? And then there are some tasks that I'm like, well, these have been accomplished in design, but I need to get it done so I can test the next thing. So some of them are in change or they're required from each other. And then the rest is just, you know, stop reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Too many programmers build stuff that you don't need to build anymore. Yeah. Like we're using the PlayFab server as our backend database, which is powered by Microsoft's. That's the Xbox backend server. It powers yes. all of Minecraft, powers everything. I get ticked off by these little kids that think they're hackers, and then they cry to me because <laughs> they got ba- they got banned. And I'm like, <laughs> I went, you're an idiot because it has nothing to do with me banning you. You actually launched a denial of service attack against Xbox. And you want to know why your Xbox is now blocked? <laughs> box screens is just a just a service there's thousands of games on that service but why reinvent it anyway i hope that helps i basically <laughs> just narrow it down going what are the things you'll hear me talk and many of the leading game designers in the world will talk about what is the core what is the a lot of people say what is the cake mm-hmm. what is the cake what what is the piece that actually is going to be the magic behind this game and experience not the icing. I right. don't need to decorate it. Once I've made the cake, I can hire a whole team to make thousands of cakes and lots of icing. Yes. <laughs> but what is the core? The core has to sit with the original designer, and you have to figure that out. I constantly asked for account management. So I want to be able to go in and change my email, do whatever, blah, 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 basic services. Right. This is an alpha. Get over it. <laughs> Create a new account. It will get fixed later. But that system... Mm-hmm. Account management software is hireable. Yeah. I should never build an account management software. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) That is something I can phone up an engineer and just say, get on the project. But of course, the project also has budget constraints and early alpha. Mm -hmm. We're a disciplined company, and I am a strong believer that constraints actually create better products. Yes. And I've put really tight constraints around box critters. And it's got to achieve its goals within those budgets. And it only has one goal. Most of the community doesn't, you'll never see it. Hmm. So Club Penguin's success came from its cadence or weekly release of content. Yes. It was literally actually run like no other video game studio in the world. Actually, nobody on the entire Club Penguin team came from the video game industry. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I read uh, articles about you mentioning that actually, how they never came from a games background. 
we came from enterprise software. So understanding and building services like Facebook and stuff, we're a social network first. And we came from content creation. So closer to a magazine or an editorial. So if you look at how Club Penguin was released every week, look at the launch schedules and the releases. It was launched like a magazine. Yeah. Every month was a new issue. Now, my thesis, my belief, is that with Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, everything today, the rate of consumption of content is now so high, mm-hmm. the YouTubers and everything, they need, like you're watching the Christmas party being released on Boxers right now, and you got the old Club Penguin players going, why isn't the whole thing available? <laughs> well, we're not going to do that anymore. That's not how the internet works anymore. Right. The internet works in these thousands of snackable pieces released over time. Because that's what creates the conversation. You're not actually playing box critters. You didn't ever actually play Club Penguin. What you did is you went to school and talked about the event that was coming up this weekend. You attended the event and you told your friends about the event that you had attended. Mm -hmm. Club Penguin lived in your head, not the game. (laughs) (laughs) But today, that content has to be really fast. So the, the alpha that I'm doing right now, all I'm trying to accomplish is because we grew to over a thousand people working at Club Penguin. Yeah. And I want to be able to do the same thing, manage content to the level of Club, Club Penguin, deploy faster with a team of under eight is my goal. Actually a business problem, not a program problem. How do you create in the, and mobilize and create content at a speed that can keep up with the internet's consumption of content? Yeah. That is actually what I'm trying to design. Almost all the code in Boxcars, it's, it's, it's a lousy client and everything that I built. Mm-hmm. What you don't see is behind it, how the twins and everything are now deploying their own rooms, events, activities, everything all by themselves. We're actually working with student artists and stuff, and they're deploying all their own rooms. At Club Penguin, that was a team of almost 20 people. Wow. I need to get it to a point that Ford and Chris, which they do, they just did it again today, they just change a piece of art and hit boom, and it's out. You, I think you made a video about uh, building rooms. I think you briefly mentioned about how you wanted them to be able to uh, just make the room and just have it be out there once it's up on the server. My, that's correct, right? Yeah. I want to be able to deploy without the hierarchy. So, so now I just scale. Now I just like find 10, 20 artists that love creating rooms. I'm like, create at your rate. Let the software merge, blend, organize, GitHub, build out the rooms, deploy, launch. Um, on our tool side, which you don't see, I've really, really, there's more work done on the JSON than it is in JavaScript. Yeah. Of how data is organized and managed. And it's giving me a headache sometimes because I keep <laughs> going back and forth by how I should structure it. But um, what you don't see happening is that our JSON files, we can just deploy in other applications mm-hmm. quickly. Like we, we actually, we built our own extensions to the old Flash, uh, now Adobe Animate. So Gordon Chris just draw, and then they just hit deploy out of command. So it's converting the vector, everything, building all the sprite sheets, building everything, and deploying it to a, a cached build on an Amazon S3. And then they can test it directly through the browser without running an engine. That's awesome. And then if they like it, great. Now they put it in the queue for deployment to live services. That's that's really cool. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I really don't think a lot of people do understand all the hard work you're doing behind the scenes with your tools, uh, extensions for Adobe Animate. I mean, like uh, personally, myself, when I go and create those sprite sheets, I just go in and export the PNG sequence and then use something like Zoe. Um, I just found out that they had a right click and generate a uh, sprite sheet right inside. But 
that that's where people usually start out in is the basic features and no one knows that you guys are actually doing a lot more behind the scenes so i, I think that's really cool yeah like we're integrating a um a database deployment so Airtable, organizing events events in our mind is a collection of rooms and activities and items that are gathered together for a timeline to be launched mm-hmm. so somebody puts together a package but that package is reading into the rest of the database going well what do i got so flash and the animator actually the twins are just draw they just draw the our item team actually works in illustrator and um they just hit export to live and it just creates a build mm-hmm. our goal here is the 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 pain I had at Club Penguin, the pain and agony was we hired so many people and we never built tools to deploy, maintain our product. Mm-hmm. This time I'm doing it different. I, I, I get all this fan mail saying, launch minigames, launch this, launch this, launch this. And I'm sitting there going, we know how to make minigames. I can hire minigame developers. The piece that we're trying to solve is how do you quickly, rapidly update and deploy minigames for content? The new Club Penguin, the next generation Club Penguin, has to sit and live with the speed of TikTok. And you're going to log in and just go, wow, new. Too many people are still using the Club Penguin model and playing box cruise and other things going, this month's event or whatever. No, no, it's going to be nonstop. Right. <laughs> yeah. It just, you, the modern usage of how technology is used. And your sessions are going to be, our, my data shows sessions are going to be a lot less. When you guys were kids in Club Penguin, an hour to two hour was an average. Yeah. Today, other platforms, it's actually seven to eight minutes, three to four times a day. That is the new model. And at the end of the day, you really only have six to eight hours of entertainment content you're going to consume per day. That's it. People forget what the true currency is, and that's your attention. Mm-hmm. Most people probably have four. But really, what do you spend per day on watching and consuming entertainment? This is why more people actually watch people play Fortnite than play Fortnite. Yeah. Because they don't have enough time. It is their new TV, but they don't watch TV. So they, they, they have a choice. They say, I can right. watch a TV show or I can watch somebody's favorite hobby, which is video games. I can watch people play my favorite game. Right. More people are watching people play Among Us than playing Among Us. Yep, <laughs> that's true. By the way. More people currently are watching everyone play box critters than actually logging in. I have to design the next world to understand that the play pattern isn't actually playing. <laughs> you know, that the, I, I that's really interesting that the statistics show that people are just logging in very quickly and then going out and people are, uh, would rather watch the videos. Um, I, I believe they watch just... the live streams more yeah. than they actually log in. There's more people in on most of the live streams for box critters. Then there are people at the event for box critters. Wow. Now, do you see that those statistics fluctuate? Because, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same wavelength when checking out box critters, but I'm I'm more of checking it out because I'm I'm a programmer at heart, too, and I love seeing the work that you do, uh, whether it was from Club Penguin or in box critters. I know I've sent you a bunch of tweets being like, well, have you done this in CreateJS? How, uh, CreateJS, how do you do it? I log in to see uh, the progression of the game, and to hang out and see if people chat. And it's really weird because, like, there aren't many people chatting. I'm like... Well, they are. There are more people online right now in the Discord channel than there are in Box Critters. But you need to understand it's what an intellectual property is. It, mm-hmm. All Box Critters is, is what, there's a great book called Tribes by Seth Godin. We actually created Club Penguin based on that book. And the core of Tribes is to be a leader or forming of a tribe, you just have to give permission to a group of people to gather. 
All Box Creators has done is social media magic. I created a space, a place, a context for you to create your identity self. Context is the idea of, this is why Zoom is so terrible, because it doesn't actually have context. Everybody's facing everyone else. That doesn't make any sense. Context is when you go to a movie theater and you sit and you look at the movie screen. We're all watching the movie together. Therefore, it has context. Right. Therefore, we have a conversation. If you understand that and you understand what Club Penguin and Boxers are, they're just basically permission to gather and talk. So when you go to the discords, everybody's just talking. Yeah. Club Penguin gave you permission to be part of a tribe. Yeah. That's all it was. You were a penguin. You have an identity that lives in a world that you're looking forward to an event. And the joy you get is actually the conversation you had with others, not in game. Right. Back then it was in game. You have to remember when Club Penguin released, a lot of people forget the iPhone came out in 2008, Club Penguin launched in 2005. You actually weren't chatting with each other. Right. Today, I'm not going to add a ton of the features people want. I'm like, that's done. It's dead. Right. It's gone. And the thing is, is you're telling me right now through your live Discord channel while you're playing Box Critters. <laughs> Why would I build that feature? Right. <laughs> no, I'm going to build better features that have you more, talk more on Discord about it. Right. Anyway, video game design, if you actually want to do some research, some more about psychology than actually programming. Yeah. Uh, so I'm off topic, but you dive into your question. How do you know what to choose and ch when do you pass off the project? I usually pass the project off. There's a couple of mechanics. If it starts to become a business viable product, right now mm -hmm. we're alpha, or we call it prototyping. Right. Uh, we also call it soft launching. I tend to launch with an audience always because I've learned that if you don't get feedback early, why wait? Why, yeah. why spend all this time, spend a year, put it up in front of people, and then go, oh, I didn't build what they wanted? Yeah. You might as well get it now. I get some people that say, well, you're wasting your audience. I'm like, no, How? no, absolutely. 350 million kids played clubbing. Right. Um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 5,000 people play box critters. Like, it's yeah. not even a percentage. It's not yeah. even a decimal point. Feedback's valuable. Yes. That holds true in a lot of things. I That holds true in a fantastic game called Minecraft. I mean, they have their snapshots that they release, and they want community feedback so that they can make the game the best that they can make it. Yes, because the only one... I tend not to work with game designers that tell me the game they want to make. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. What does your audience want? What do they want to play? So if you've known my story... Club Penguin was supposed to be a massive multiplayer snowball war game. Yes. Based on actually Nintendo's advanced war as a multiplayer game. That was actually the coding base for it. Uh, that never happened. I launched it early and everybody said, no, I just want to chat, meet my friends and waddle around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't build a massive multiplayer war game because that would have been two years later and I would have shipped it. And oh, OK, it's not what you want. Got it. Yeah. I I'm building four people. But the modern game, back to the. The actual currency. The currency people actually have is time. Yes. If you understand it's time, that means I'm here to entertain. I'm competing against entertainment. I'm competing against attention, not technology. <laughs> and you, you asked a quick thing. I'm jumping around. You said about some computers going slow and stuff like that. Yes, I can get other programmers to help me out with performance and stuff. And I've written a ton of notes. I know what to do. <laughs> Basically, like I'm doing lousy things right now. I'm... Mm -hmm. 
300 people are in a gigantuous scrolling room that's a sprite map sucking up your memory and running 20 layers of sprite basically build a ton of extra tools that just go you know i have a slow computer then only show me the the people within 400 pixels of me that's just optimization that's just teams of people sitting here and grinding away at code to make that work right that is a solvable problem so in that sense do you look at it as you build it you make it work and then you make it fast cuz i know that those are the three steps that a lot of people follow is that what you follow too then largely except i don't make it fast i coach my team often about lean into your superpower i'm not a great programmer i'm actually stumbled into it my background's actually graphic design user interface design ux design mm-hmm. i'm an experienced designer flash just happened to happen on a design platform that I leaned into and started learning to code it. The uh, reason I used CreateJS is because it's made by the ActionScript team. Yeah. That is the ActionScript team. And I was able to just quickly migrate. Now I'm seeing its limitations. I'm starting to do a lot more vanilla and native stuff, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. It just means a lot of people say, where do I start coding? I'm like, start with whatever you know. Um, I just happen to know ActionScript. I spent so many years doing it that CreateJS just made it so easy for me to just keep doing it. Yeah. So the current Hyper Hippo team is incredibly disciplined. Um, they can't mess up on venture capitalists and stuff. That thing's like 80 million players or something like that. They can't mess up a build. We are frequently featured by Apple. You can't mess up. I, I see it a lot <laughs> on the homepage. I, it, honestly, a lot. I've, if I had more time, I've downloaded and played it a few times. If I had more time, I would keep playing it. It's just I don't have much time on my hands, to be honest, because I'm constantly working. But it is featured so much, and it's a great game. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, that's made by um, actually Cody, who is the designer, which, by the way, a little secret here, he's uh, Antarctic. So <laughs> um, <laughs> he was actually the writer and created a lot of the big events you guys remember. So. Wow. Uh, with the spy secret missions, the takeovers, Operation Blackout, all that stuff. It's all his. He's the creator and designer writer of Venture Capital. That's awesome that Cody is doing that now. That's really cool. I'm glad you talked about Adobe Flash a little bit, because that's one of my questions here. Um, you were one of the first web programmers, like you said, to work in Adobe Flash. Um, and it is wildly different... Um, other than the programming standpoint uh, to JavaScript, because uh, Adobe Flash, you had the uh, GUI of working in uh, the Flash uh, creator, and you have the stage and the canvas to work on, and then you can use code. But in JavaScript, it is basically just working with code and throwing in things uh, to make them work and draw on the canvas. So what was that transition like? I know you briefly talked about it. Painful. Painful, yeah. <laughs> um the truth is I've been wanting to build a new world for many years. Mm-hmm. And I watched my talented team at Hyper Hippo keep working in Unity. And probably every year I'd give it an honest effort. I'd fire up Unity. I'd go to the tutorials again. Unity has fantastic tutorials, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'd go to their site. I'd run through their course. I'd bang my head against the wall eight <laughs> hours into it. And I'd go, just C Sharp for some reason never connected with me. Anything in strict language does not connect with me. I don't know why. I finally found a nice, wonderful website that talks about JavaScript, pure JavaScript. And they talked about how a lot of actually designers and artists prefer the free flow of the code versus the, and as more and more JavaScript became more and more as a platform for engineering, Node.js and everything like that, it became more and more strict. It's closer, getting closer and closer and closer to 
C-sharp and stuff as you get in tighter. Yeah. But the artist side of me enjoyed more of the, it felt like a molding clay. And I just enjoy that. And that's just where I've been. It doesn't mean it's your style or anybody else's style, but that tends to be how I code. So Flash clicked with me. Right. I was already a professional graphic artist and stuff using all the software and stuff. To just start adding layers of code, which I didn't even know was object oriented. <laughs> Yes. Just it's just a symbol with a code that's making expand or whatever. I don't even know all the words. It just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But my background is design first. I'm a visual artist of things first. So it made more sense to lay it all out and then figure out how to code it. Uh, which is a very web designer flow too. You tend to lay it out and then code it. Right. Um, as I dove into JavaScript, it was painful about two <laughs> years ago or so. I said, fine, I got to figure out how to do this. Um, HTML has progressed a long ways. Yes. It's, HTML5 has come out a long ways. It's got a lot more strength, a lot more innovations for it's coming out, speed and everything. The newest performance stuff is unbelievable. The new Chrome and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just had to grind. It just was a painful couple months of um, not feeling like I was accomplishing anything. Yeah. It's like, felt like I was right back. Here's the guy that made a humongous world technically by myself i built the first early version with each i uh, club penguin is exactly what i'm doing right now yeah i hired chris hendrix he helped me out with art and lots of other things design game design etc like that and he dove into programming as well and i only built one feature of everything in club penguin the client the view the login the one room everything. you have to remember everything's repeatable once yes. you build one room you just make more rooms but then i hand it off so then we started hiring teams and teams of people hand it off the JavaScript was just, it felt so discouraging. You go from something massive like Club Penguin to actually sitting there going, I can't even get the dumb background to show up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I've done what I've done every single time. I went to create JS. I started at A in their documentation and I read every single line. of Right. So how, how I learned Flash is I opened, back then it was a book. I opened the book and I read from page one to the end. <laughs> and what i find is because i there was no you yeah still no youtubes on how to build a virtual world so i'm like okay well i know how to build a virtual world i just don't know how to do it in javascript so i went okay piece by piece so if you reversed the videos of boxers to date you would have seen it's layer upon layer of, i've always worked from simple first so the very first version a year and a half ago or whatever it was just one hamster no clothing moving around in one room with I think five or six items in it and I'm step sorting. That was mm-hmm. enough to figure out can I accomplish that? Yeah. Current version you're in has more features than Club Penguin ever had. Yeah. Um, the twins are, we haven't even released half the new stuff. You're actually moving between stackable, movable containers inside <laughs> the new box critters. We, we wanted the Zelda feel where, if you remember in the Battle Bears room, yeah. that's why we built that. We wanted that whole feeling that you could be inside a building, outside a building, which Club Penguin never had. Yeah. Um, in our design, we actually can build stacked buildings with floors. Yeah. And to freak you out, we can actually move those floors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, they're, just, they're just containers. They're just containers. You just animate the container. We're building a system to allow you to move in between them. And I am currently have another prototype build of it that finally now not only adds the nav mesh, but adds um, a full height map so that you can walk up. Well, we kind of do with some of our bridges, but I'm trying to get it now to a point where you can walk up and over and through and under things. 
Yeah, didn't we uh, see something similar to that inside the maze that you uh, had for uh, some of the events? Yeah, that was a big feature the twins asked me for. Club Penguin could never solve it. I said, let's solve it. Let's figure it out artistically in 2D how to do it without being 3D. And, you know, that that's interesting you say that about 3D because I know um, uh, Club Penguin Island... Uh, what Disney was hoping would be the successor to the game on a more modern platform. I know that they tried to do something similar to that with what you have achieved in Box Critters. They had uh, movable platforms and rooms similar to that. Yeah, yeah. It just um, we're trying to build it out. It's more what you expect today. I want to keep the charm of what it was in Club Penguin, but bring what you're going to expect for exploration in an RPG-style game or whatever today. Yet... If you've played it, you can actually hit my mobile test build, yet play it portraitly, which has been an interesting design challenge. It creates a one-handed, it creates faster visits. Uh, a side turn on a phone to play games is good, but you actually get less visits per day. That's why if you notice the shop and everything are actually a portrait screen, because in the mobile, they'll just eventually overlay. But on the desktop, I'm treating it as if it's Google Maps, where it doesn't matter actually, it's as big as you want. Don't worry so hard in your design about, you know, it must be like this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it has to be whatever the customer wants to consume it. Then the people actually want it mobile. What they don't realize is that, well, that means you also want portrait. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the, tr truly, if you want it mobile, it has to be portrait. Yep. A lot of people will say landscape. The reality is, is, go look at the top 100 games on Apple's App Store. Most of them are not landscape. Right. Best 2D game? A lot of people push back. They're like, oh, it's just 2D. I'm like, well, actually, the most popular game of 220 is 2D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's the most popular game 2020. I mean, it's 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 an easy game. And honestly, I, I can see a lot of um similarities on where uh, box critters and Among Us intertwine. I mean, if you put the critters from box critters into Among Us, it's basically the same game. So, I mean, if that works, I mean... Yep. Yeah. You technically play that. Once again, it's back to I could hire someone versus I can code that. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to talk to those guys anyway, but whatever. <laughs> Who knows? They're a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, a little bit more about Adobe Flash here. Um. Yep. It's being discontinued at the end of this month. If Adobe Flash was actually rebuilt for more modern web browser standards, would you have kept using the language or would you have still continued down the path of JavaScript? What it currently is, the Animate is an HTML5 export um, mm -hmm. with libraries and stuff. I'm not a fan of how it does it. I actually think it's following a trend currently with Unity and everybody else, which is creating single builds. Um, you have to like put everything together and it builds a package and then you play it. I'm trying to generate, run everything on the fly. Like if yeah. you dug through the codes, you'll notice that the sprite sheets for your items, there isn't even a sprite sheet. It's just trying to grab art and then strap it to every single user that's running around. I'm trying, I'm trying to think infinite, not bundled. Because the problem with Fortnite today on the App Store, of course, is it's, what is it, two gigabytes? Well, it was on the App Store, but it was like a two gigabyte build. And if they made an update, they actually had to download it again. Yeah. And I'm trying to rethink. So, yes, I think Flash and everything is a great tool, or the new Animate is a great tool. I'm not exactly the fan of how they're doing it. The original was a lot better, because the original, just like Clubbing, could stream in rooms and everything. Mm -hmm. The new one is, you could stream in stuff, but you're now having to do a lot more code than it was originally built for. I don't think it's quite there yet, but it could become a beautiful HTML5 platform 
we're actually using for our minigame developers. Uh, we've settled on using Cocos. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like working in Unity Flash anyway. So hmm. um, if you haven't dabbled in the latest versions, it has a full uh, editor now. Wow. So we decided on that one. Uh, so we've got a couple of our teams working Cocos for the new minigames. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I honestly never heard of it. I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to check that out. Honestly, Adobe Flash and JavaScript, it, it'd be nice to see something similar to how Adobe Flash works, because I, I agree with you 100%. The HTML export system that Animate has is not really the best thing. It really no. isn't. Co Cocos blows it out of the water. Cocos is basically the Unity and Flash editor for exporting HTML5. Uh, and it's one of the few. Like a lot of people have told me, use Phaser, Pixie, all the more modern frameworks than Create JS. And I, I agree, they're fine, whatever. They're all kind of the variants, same, but the same thing. You got to start from pure code. Yep. Uh, Cocos and them let you visually build out games and listeners and event patterns and stuff, just like Flash did. Cocos is doing really good. I don't know if it's the best one to go with, but from early tests and stuff, it has some quite performance. I tried Unity, I tried Cocos, I tried a phaser, I tried I tried them all. They've all been yeah. plugged into box critters. Right. In Cocos, we were able to find a lot of development. It is a commonly known one, especially oh, really? in the Asian markets. It is very popular as a platform. I believe Tencent and NetEase use it. They're huh. powerhouses in the video game market. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. So in the sense of switching over to something like that, you said that you were dabbling in Cocos a little bit for mini games. Um, just keeping on Create Jess, is that because, like you said earlier, it reminds you a lot of Adobe Flash and ActionScript? Is that the reason why uh, we're seeing more development in Create JS? Because I agree with you, there are some limitations to Create JS, but it is like a mirror of ActionScript, uh, more so ActionScript 3 than 2, which I, I would assume you're more pronounced in. Yeah, I'm all action. I never learned ActionScript 3, actually. So oh, really? I left the Club Penguin team before that migration. Oh, wow. And just, uh, CreateJS is serving me up. Everything is about serving purpose. You should never be never be tied to your code. Um, things are going to keep changing forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And... That's why most of my effort is actually focused on the data and structure of box critters, not the code of box critters. Because I can replicate the code in other platforms. CreateJS is, is a really strong finished framework, but it's starting to show its age with um, some of the new WebGL and different things, such as yeah. like you were asking about the YouTube video. YouTube video is important to me. Uh, something Club Penguin never had. It's important that the, how, how do you create more and more content that users can contribute to? So you have so much fan work out there. Mm -hmm. How do we create ways to, back to context, how do you create a theater where you can watch what fans are up to? It's engaging to watch something with people. Right. Um, and ran a little experiment on it. It was all layers and canvas and it was, it's okay. But. The interesting part is I use more of the modern frameworks. Like I've actually been trying 3.js, trying it as a 2.5D 2, 2. room builder. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other frameworks. I was looking at Pixie. I was looking at others. WebGL can actually put YouTube in as a texture. Really? So you can actually layer it in. There's just some things in CreateJS that are just like a lot of things have changed in audio, music, sound effects, video, streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's starting to show it's still great for almost everything out there. Right. But it's starting to show its age in some of the modern HTML5 uh, elements. So it doesn't have things like the video element stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm starting to run into the wall where I'm like, like I keep running into cores problems and, and, and courses uh, cross cross origin uh, restrictions. Yeah. Uh, CreateJS was never, it has some things for it, but it was never built natively for it. Right. And modern web programming is actually multi-server API stuff. It's not, one server anymore so it's just showing a couple holes for speed and performance on it right and um, that's where i'm starting to lean into it so i've been looking at a couple others and there's a tipping point like if i use 3.js i'll probably use 3.js with create.js because create.js is still a beautiful ui layout graphical system but my early tests for just the room moving around characters 3JS brings in the whole Among Us side where I can actually cast shadows and have yeah. light and light would hit an avatar. And the biggest feature I want to add is it was never in Club Penguin. It's just particle systems. Oh. We waste so much CPU power drawing fire sprites. And, <laughs> and we're working on the New Year's Eve fireworks. That's just not needed anymore. Yeah. Club Penguin never had particles. Right. Particles bring such a layer. Like glitter bombs, explosions, yeah. clouds, mist. We never had it. Right. It would add so much flair to the world if you could add just that. And CreateJS can do some. Yeah. Um, you can extend it with like a particle.js framework or platform and then just play it through CreateJS, which will right. manage your, your objects on scene. Or I can lean into some of the more newer things like 3.js and mm-hmm. actually just it has particle systems and everything built in. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. You said that about other frameworks working with CreateJS. That'd be more an advanced thing for people who are just starting out and wanting to achieve things like that. That's, that's better for the game and not performance heavy. Have you found yourself when adding different things in your testing, because I, I don't believe any has made it to production, but when you're during your testing, um, merging two libraries like that together, have you found any like issues doing them together? Or like, can you just render it on one canvas or do you have to start making multiple ones on the same HTML page? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> So the problem isn't the can it's it's um there is a GitHub of CreateJS for the WebGL called their CreateJS Next. It's never mm-hmm. officially on their site release. Uh, it puts it in the WebGL format, the WebGL stage, and then you can start extending it with other because the the thing is is Pixie and Three and all the others are WebGL, not Canvas. Okay. So that's why you have to split it. But if you start moving to one of the more modern frameworks, and I haven't dove into the, the CreateJS next, and the problem is they never officially brought it out on their main homepage. So right. it's undocumented now. So it means you can go to all the forums and stuff. There's nobody talking about it. Nobody's engaged. Yeah. So it's tricky to actually figure out the integrations. A lot of the more modern art platforms, like a lot, our, our Unity teams use a software called Spine to animate all 2d sprites and stuff it's beautiful it's amazing it allows for mesh morphing of a 2d object 
Whoa. and creating animations. Most games, actually, if they're a 2D game, use the, the art program Spine for their animations and avatars and creation. And I really want to get into that. That, I haven't found the library. There's a lot of people have tried it. There's not very good integration of Spine into, because CreateJS isn't being updated. Right. There's very few add-ons of Spine into CreateJS. But PixieJS and Phaser and all them have it built in. Huh. So if you start thinking about, because you have to remember as a game, it's not about you just writing beautiful code and being efficient. Right. It's you working with the team of people to get their stuff out too. So you got to work with your artists, your animators, your sound, your music, and everything else. How do you deploy it all? Mm -hmm. You can't get it all on one thing. And this is where I'm finding some of the holes with CreateJS. It's not working with the inputs. Like if I want, if I, I can hire really quickly a team that can build tons of animation with Spine. Yeah. And um, it's called Spine Animator or something like that. Spine. Yeah. Spine, spine 2D skeletal animation for games. And uh, it creates skeletons in sprites. So you have inverse kinematics in your, your 2D game. The, it's just this stuff isn't integrating to CreateJS. And there's no more documentation anymore because people aren't as engaged. And that's where I love CreateJS, but I know it's not going to be my complete future. I, I totally see that, especially on the forums. I, I go and ask questions on there, and like, no one's there anymore. It's a ghost town. The only place I really get uh, answers are on their uh, GitHub. And I'm like, this ain't the place where I'm supposed to be asking them. Where's the where's the whole uh, flock of people using CreateJS? <laughs> no, it's, it's had a time. I think mm. it's still a beautiful platform, and a lot of people do give up on the older ones. Yeah, uh, I prefer the older ones, actually, because they're tried yeah. and true and have been tested and by the way, actually have increased performance because they're older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, regarding Club Penguin, uh, people had made trainers and tools to achieve some things uh, that couldn't be done in a vanilla game. Uh, while some sure. tools were created in bad faith to give players certain items and coins, others were actually created for good to help the user have a more enriching time with the actual game. Uh, those programmers... Uh, gave the game performance boosts on slower machines comparable to a mod in like Minecraft, such as Optifine. What are your thoughts on programmers who create third-party programs either for themselves to learn about a language or for others to have a different experience on the game? What are your thoughts on that? Do it. That's all I did. I used to play Ultima Online. I built, played endless pre-recorded mouse recorders and everything so I could get more wood and mining and everything else in the game. Um, it's funny listening to, I know the CEO of RuneScape now. Mm -hmm. they, they For years, they battled everybody running bots and gold miners and stuff. Now that the modern business model is just sell it. Yeah. They actually make more money now getting a subscription and then you can just buy your bundle of wood instead of running a bot. Yeah. Uh, the only issue it comes down to myself as a business owner is when you're basically consuming our cost. Mm -hmm. um, some of these servers and stuff can be really, really expensive. Of course. And when you're doing something that's taxing on our service, we're having to pay the bill. Yeah. And it can be very, very expensive. Yeah, but other than that, if you want to go for it, you know, there's some issues about sharing the software and stuff because some people use it as bait and they put viruses on their systems and all that. There's a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff around it, but there's a learning and stuff. Yeah. That's what I, the, yeah. the only reason we have league of legends is because somebody modified Warcraft, the regular game. And the only reason we have counter-strike and all the spawned off games of that is because it was a mod. Yeah. We're all mods. Player unknown is a mod. Fortnite's a mod. They're all mods. 
Right. It's what it is. That's how we innovate. Adventure capitalist is an idle game. Idle games from their genre were born out of um, the joke that MMOs were too much. You spent six hours grinding and watching a progress bar load up. Yep. So the whole idea of an idle game is, is well, when is it the progress bar was automatic? Well, you didn't play. That's all the premise was. It was like, let's automate it. <laughs> They're just mods. They're right. all mods. And I think yeah. it's great. It's just there is a, a limit of when you start using our service servers and services and stuff past their capacities and things. It's our job right. to make sure we do a good job and like tell you, you know, mm-hmm. try to talk to some of the programmers that you're welcome to hit the box creator server, but please keep it about like one request a second or something. <laughs> yeah. Please don't send a thousand in a second every <laughs> second for years, which somebody <laughs> was trying to do. Really? And I said, there's no change. I only update the item catalog like once every two weeks. You don't need to ask it 1,000 times a second, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Did the items change? Did the items change? Did the items change? <laughs> and I'm going to block you. You're just, you're just wasting resources. Yeah. But if, if all you're doing is like, you know, every hour it goes, is there an update? Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm glad to hear your response on that. I mean, it's 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 definitely something on the tip of people's minds when they're thinking about programming, if they should uh, look at someone else's code. And if they make something work, should they release it or not? But um, yeah. Everything's on the Boxer site. You can read it. It's public. I can't do anything about it. JavaScript's open. Yeah, yeah. JavaScript, it's it. put on there. It's you, you can read it. The best you can do is minify it. <laughs> yeah, well, I minify it for speed, but yeah. it's not hard. You just reverse it. And of course. Most of it's, I try to actually make it readable as an API. I'm trying my best to create Boxers as like a, a system. Like a couple of people, I uh, usually answer their questions. Like they're trying to make something, a modification or whatever. I said, well, I'll just add that function for you. And then I'm like, it's just yeah. your world dot whatever. And there it is. It just yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, there you go for your tool. Have fun. <laughs> It's it's funny how you uh, mentioned uh, bringing in uh, people's suggestions in inside the console, you know, world dot, blah, 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 A plus B and all that. Um, I, I kind of want to get your thought about open source programs. Um, are you yay to it or nay to it? Club Penguin's open source. Well, the con- I'm nay to the, the show. Mm-hmm. So the content and everything is still a copyright and original piece of artwork. And uh, we're here to make money off the box critters name, brand, image, and look. Um, yeah. How the how we did it? How is not whatever. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just don't create just like too many people like create another website that's like box critters. I wrote a couple. They started private box critter servers. And I said, well, that's not helpful. And they were like, yeah. why? I said, well, I have investors that I have to be accountable to for the money I'm spending. Yeah. And you're just putting up my artwork that I've paid artists to create. Right. If customers go to your site, not mine, and I mm-hmm. don't meet my daily active user counts, they're going to cancel my budget. Right. And you will not have a world. Don't violate copyrights and trademarks and things. I have no, I will go after you with all court of law on those. <laughs> yeah. But the how, go make a virtual world. Go have fun. Learn how what we did. Reverse engineer. Play it. Modify it. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. We're just building off each other. Right. Don't take the intellectual property side. Right. The art style, brand, and look and feel. That, that's right. what we're putting a lot of our money and effort into. Right. Um, 
and it just creates a distraction and it, it, it diffuses the audience. You're just going to kill our budget to pay artists to create new art. Right. Yeah. That that's really cool to hear because I I I'm I'm definitely in that boat where I've looked at other people's code to to make it work. I'm working on um an adventure game. Um, not framework, I guess, I guess the better word to say is, uh, engine, uh, based off of create JS. And I've, I've definitely seen other games and I'm like, that's what I needed. I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> yeah. Get the most time it's inspired. There's a great book. Um, I think the book's titled, um, great artists. Yeah. Great artists steal. Mm-hmm. Good artists borrow. Hmm fascinating career changing book understand that your best movies like star wars there's nothing george lucas did not but uh, go read he stole that movie Mm. it's not original it's actually an old japanese movie that was in black and white it's stolen great (laughs) artists steal good artists borrow steal you have to do it so well that nobody even knows you took it go read Star Wars is actually based on it's based on actually three genres. It's every cowboy film you've ever watched. It's mm-hmm. a famous samurai movie, and um, um, it's uh, World War II dogfighting. All the camera. Oh, you can actually go watch the documentary. The shot scenes from Millennium Falcon with fighting Tie Fighters are actually scene by scene cuts from original World War II footage. That sounds really cool. I'm definitely going to give that a read. One hundred percent. Yeah, Great Art Steel. Um, so, uh, one last question I want to ask you here, um, is for all the newbies who are, uh, getting into programming. I know we touched on it a little bit more. Um, you just want to say, uh, the best way to get into programming once again and tell people how to do it. Start. That's it. You just start. Everybody's so afraid. Just start. Pick something. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You might not like it. Just (laughs) pick anything. Go to Unity. It's free. Go to Unity, hit the tutorial, hit tutorial number one, start. Yeah. <laughs> Get to one hour. You tell yourself, I'm going to spend, whatever, four hours on it. The yeah. fourth hour, as you bang your head against the wall for four hours straight, going, okay, well, Unity is not my thing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Pick up yeah. PixieJS, start at tutorial number one. Hit your head against the wall for another four hours. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just start. Yeah. A oh. uh, great life lesson I was taught is if you want to learn how to juggle, you don't need to worry about catching. Most yeah. people are afraid. You can drop the ball all you want. Most yeah. people will never throw the ball. Yeah. Most people don't start. You yeah. have to start. You don't have to worry about the catching. Doesn't matter. Unity might be the worst thing for you. It might be <laughs> the greatest thing for you. Doesn't matter. Just start. Download yeah. a program. Start at tutorial number one. Write the first line of code. Good old hello world. <laughs> hello world. Doesn't matter. It's gonna break. It's gonna never work. It's gonna crash. It's gonna whatever. Yep. Doesn't matter. The catching will come later. That's a skill. Yeah. The skill of juggling is learning how to catch later. But everybody will not even throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've yeah definitely had my share fair times of those, and I've I've seen that too. Um, but yeah, they just gotta throw that ball. Gotta get started. You know. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate all of your time today i appreciate every second of it i've always wanted to uh sit down and have a chat with you so this this has been a great experience uh before we head out here uh where can we find you and uh, all your projects that you're working on let the viewers know uh it's social media you can find me and just google rocket snail i'm everywhere so it's just usually instagram twitter 
Facebook. I never answer my Facebook. Um, <laughs> Twitter is the most common. Instagram, Twitter, DM me, message me, contact me, rocketsnail.com. It doesn't matter. It's easy to guess my email too. It's whatever at rocketsnail.com. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over Google. I try to answer. Lately, I've been taking a break from it, but mm-hmm. I try to. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. See you.